23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For the most part... I find the King James Version of the Bible too difficult to read and to comprehend. I realize that may be blasphemous on Heritage Sunday. I just didn't grow up with it, even though it lands nicely on people's ears when it gets out of the reader's mouth. I, for one, have trouble keeping up with all those thys and thous and these except when it comes to the 23rd Psalm. It just has to be read in the King James Version. It may be the only time in my life when I say, maketh, restoreth, and leadeth. But in this case, it seems right. If you were following along in the Pew Bible, you read it in the New Revised Standard Version, and noticed that for the most part, the words line up pretty similarly, just with less F's and S than the King James. Many of you weren't following along, however. You did not need to read it. You were mouthing the words as easily as if you were praying the Lord's Prayer or reciting the Apostles' Creed. Somewhere along the way, you memorized. We don't memorize enough these days. We've lost the incentive when we realize we can pick up a phone and find out whatever we need to find whenever we need to find it. But it's formative, not just informational, to memorize Scripture. When we do, it comes back to us in the moments when we need it most. It gets written on our souls. Written on our souls. It goes beyond memory. People whose memories have been stolen from them, who've forgotten loved ones' names and barely can communicate anything at all, often join in praying the Lord's Prayer and reciting the 23rd Psalm when it is done in their presence. These have stuck with them. We haven't given that gift to the current generations especially this psalm. A pragmatist might ask, well, why this psalm? Why this one out of 150? A modernist might ask, why a psalm about a shepherd when the only shepherds our children see are on those once-in-a-lifetime field trips? Maybe the Lord is my first responder. Or the Lord is my chef. The Lord is my doctor would resonate better for them. 
To the pragmatist, I say, well, let's start with the 23rd Psalm and then let's add others, the first, 46th, 100th, 150th, and more. To the modernist, I'd say, you're right. Let's be creative. Let's look for modern examples of this ancient metaphor. You've listed some. All of those are facets of what is described in this psalm. First responder, chef, doctor. But if we're going to contemporize the psalm, then for me, the most fitting adaptation would be the Lord is my trail guide. Last summer, some of you know, my son and I went backpacking with some friends. One of those friends was far more experienced than the rest of us. We leaned on him heavily. He advised us on what to pack and how to pack. He packaged our food for the dinners, and when we got time to eat, he was the one who prepared them. When the day was done and we headed to our tents, he'd put anything that had a scent into it into a bag, walk far down the trail, hang it high in a tree to keep the bears and raccoons as far away as possible. Our job was relatively easy. Carry the pack however far we were going, get there, set up camp. His job was to design the trip, prepare for what would and what could happen, make sure we had enough to get through the three days, keeping us, keep us as safe as he possibly could, encourage us along the way. Thinking back on our experience, it's not too great a leap from the metaphor of the Lord as a shepherd the Lord is a trail guide. And while any metaphor is inadequate, I think there is value to imagining new ones. I like the trail guide because it reflects the movement of this psalm. The sheep is led to green pastures and beside still waters, but he doesn't get to stay there. He also has to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Our lives contain both green pastures and dark valleys and the paths that connect one to the other. That's why the psalm is so popular at funerals. It's not just the concluding line about dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. It's the recognition that whether by still waters or in the darkest valleys, the shepherd is always with us. Providing for us, protecting us, guiding us, us. The psalm is written in the first person, the Lord is my shepherd, but no Israelite, including David, would think singularly. Using first person gives the psalm a very intimate element. God is not generic, not some overlord out there watching what goes on. The God we know is personal, caring, Caring for each of us so much so that if you or I wander off, this God is going to search for us. But sheep are best when they are kept together, alongside one another. The shepherd's voice leads them. The shepherd calls and the bellwether goes and the rest follow along. They are most comfortable and best protected in herds, herds that have a shepherd walking alongside them with a rod and a staff, tools to keep away that which might frighten them, that which might endanger them, and to guide them in the ways that lead to life. The sheep journey with the shepherd in and out of good and dangerous places, in and out of difficult and easy times, in and out of joy and sadness, but never alone. 
unless one gets lost. And if he or she gets lost, then he or she can be sure that the shepherd is on his way to find them. That's what a good trail guide would do. So I offer you this one attempt at a modern interpretation. If it doesn't work for you, try your own. Come up with your analogy, your metaphor for the kind of God we have. The God who is dedicated to making sure you have what you need. To keeping you as protected as possible. To being with you in the good and hard times. Write your own. Play with it. We'll never replace the 23rd Psalm in the King James Version as it was meant to be. But it's an exercise. Another way of thinking of this God who's thinking of us. The Lord is my trail guide. I'll have what I need. He'll find a good place for us to camp. Though weary and scattered as we begin this hike, time away and in His presence will refresh my spirit, restore my perspective. He'll guide me into the good grooves. Good grooves I get Not the good grooves that I get into when it's my own doing. Not the bad grooves I get into when I'm frustrated. Not the grooves that I get into when I'm looking for anything to settle me down. But the kind of grooves that bring real and lasting peace. The kind that reflect who and how this Lord is and who He would have me be. He'll stake His reputation on me making it down the trail. Even though we'll walk through shadowy sections, knowing that beasts are all around, He'll stay with me. He has what He needs to protect me. He won't eliminate all danger, but He also won't leave me to fend for myself. He's on alert. So I can sleep soundly after our many miles that day. Because He's with me, I don't have to fear. And as he's taught me, what good does fear do anyway? When I wake, the fire is already lit, the water boiling, it's time for grits or oatmeal or whatever we'll have that day. Plenty to see us through. Enough to keep us progressing on our journey. It's not extravagant, but it's plenty. As we walk along that day, I wonder who or what is following me. In my fears and troubles, I know what followed me in the past. Anxiety, debt, sickness, mistakes, reputation, doubt. I look around for them. They're they're hiding in the shadows, I feel sure. But as we walk, I realize others are chasing me even more relentlessly. They won't give up. Goodness and mercy are on the trail too and they're gaining ground faster than those other pursuers. They will reach me first. They will stay with me. Goodness and mercy will never stop chasing me. I see our destination. Down the trail. On the other side of many twists and turns. I know where we're headed. My guy continues to point out the good grooves. On the good path. Thankfully, I don't have to get all the way there today. There are way stations between here and there. 
places to pause, places with other travelers, others who this guide is leading, places where we can stop and say together, the Lord is our trail guide and he's giving us all we need to get us where he's guiding us to go.